everyone, welcome to the live stream. My name is PD from Rise on Fire Ministries. And today we're going to talk about a topic that I believe will really bless you no matter who you are. This is something that all of us face in life, and that is how your weakness is your greatest strength. And you may think, oh, what do you mean? A weakness is a weakness. A strength is a strength. You know, in kindergarten or primary school, you may have been asked to draw up a line and write your strengths and write your weaknesses. Or maybe in a job interview, they ask you, what are your strengths or what are your weaknesses? These polar opposites, these contrasts is what the world tells us these things are. And the world is also really good at telling us what we're not good at. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's really easy for you to probably right now go and start thinking of a ton of weaknesses that you've discovered you have. And I want to propose to you that the way you discovered those weaknesses was likely because someone pointed it out or because you looked at the world and because you look different from the world in some area, you conclude, well, I'm not as strong as they are. I'm weaker than they are in this area. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Before I do, I just want to drop something here. Um, I'm excited. I'm going to be speaking in both Georgia and Oregon in the in the month of May here next month. So if you're in Oregon or Georgia, May 7th to 8th, I'm going to be in Silverton, Oregon. May 10th, I'm going to be in Bend, Oregon. May 21st, 23rd, I'm going to be in Waynesville, Georgia. If you want to find out more about these events, this is for uh, we're going to be celebrating Shavuot. That is Pentecost at these events. We're going to have a great ministry time, etc. It's going to be amazing. Come join if you can. To find out more, go to riseonfire.com slash events. Riseonfire.com slash events. And uh, you can find more information there on how to register and come because, of course, it's free. All right. Brother, sister, so that out of the way, um, I want to let you know that this week we're not doing the usual big teaching because I'm busy preparing for that. But I'm promising you it's going to be worth the wait because these we're going to record these events as well for those of you online. And um, I believe that it will really bless you. So, so thank you for being gracious with me today, though. I still believe this is really going to bless you. So what? Uh, I want to talk about here first off is well, what is a weakness? You know, if uh, if we say strengths and weaknesses, what is a weakness really? You would tell me, well, PD, a weakness is something I'm not good at. It's but but and what we use is we we use a certain standard, and really the world is what determines that standard. You would tell me you're not a good athlete because compared to other healthy, young, skinny men, they run really fast and you're not as fast as they are. Maybe you're you've got a bad leg and you're you're a weak athlete, right? Maybe you aren't you don't feel smart because when you went to school, you were going to get your marks after the term and your marks, that piece of paper said you are below average. 
So that means everyone else in your class, they're smarter than you. They're better than you are until they're, you, you, you just, you're not as smart. Sorry, that's your weakness. Deal with it. All right, that, so we, well, what I'm trying to say here is we get our definition of what strong and weak is from what the world says. The world puts that standard forth. And what we do is we see a weakness that is that thing that makes us different as a bad thing. Right. If you feel you're not you're not smart at school, like I may say it, then well, what you're really saying is I am different from everyone else below average. And that's a really bad thing. But what is so weird? And this is just another way with how God is different is how he doesn't see our differences from the world, even if it looks like we're weak, he doesn't see that as a bad thing. You know, when you think about uh, the blind man that the disciples came across, right? They asked the Messiah, Jesus, asked Yeshua, Yeshua, who, who sinned? Was it this man? Was it his parents? Like, why is he blind? What's up with that? And Yeshua says it's not that he sinned or his parents, but that the glory of God would be revealed through him. And it's kind of like, what? How is God going to be glorified by the fact that this man has a disability? I mean, think about that. But 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 if you really think about it, you start realizing that, wow, actually, there's many instances where God used people like this to manifest power. You see, in fact, when we when we see when we talk about God's power, what it really is. OK, this, this is this just break things down here at first. OK, just stick with me. Bear with me here. When we say God's power, it's kind of weird how we define it, because what we say is if God's power has been on someone's life and we can see that God did something through them, what we're really saying is that we see how God did something abnormal, special in the earth realm that we can observe. And in other words, you know, if we are a picture perfect person, in other words, we're a we're really smart. We're we got all our ducks in a row. There's nothing, no weakness. We have no weaknesses. We have we're just we're just picture perfect. We're like what the world would say is the perfect man or a perfect woman. What would happen is, is even as we go through life, God's power, God would not be God's power would not be as evident and God would not be as glorified because our life is actually mundane. Our life is too mundane, too normal for God's power to show. Not that his power is not there because his power is actually everywhere. The fact that you're sitting here watching this video and me sitting here talking to you, this is God's power because I'm breathing like I'm so dependent. I know I'm so dependent that if God's power is not here right now in this room, I'm dead. Right. That That's that's how I know God's power is here because I believe he gives breath in my lungs and in yours. But you won't recognize that because it's mundane. Everyone breathes. 
everyone, you know, most people, you know, they they go to school and do they will do normal things, go get a job and go through life, have a normal life, you know, pretty normal life, whatever. But but it's actually when we're different that God's that God's name is glorified. You see, if there, you know, let, let me make an example for you to make this very, very tangible. I was always a bad speaker, a, a, a bad, bad person with people, bad with speaking in front of people. Um, in fact, I remember when I was in high school, my last day at school, you know, we would basically go around and say goodbye to our teachers and say goodbye to our friends. And, you know, it's kind of like a fun day, just like that. And I remember my one teacher, one of the last things she told me was, PD, I really hope that you, you start coming out of your shell. <laughs> and what she was really saying is you're too, sh- you're too shy, too afraid. You don't, because in her class, I was really quiet. I didn't speak almost any, any time at all. And so my point is just that this was really my, if you want to call it my, the thing that made me very different. That's what the teacher would tell me because I'm the kid in the class. That's so quiet. That's the first thing that comes to mind when they think of me. I'm different. I'm quiet. And and the world would tell me that's a weakness, right? They would say that that's makes you um, n- not as uh, influential, not as um, um, uh, able to have a say when it matters. They'll they'll tell you that you would not be able, you know, whatever. I don't know. They'll, they'll say all these things. And what's so beautiful for me is because I knew you know, this was um, my weakness. I really didn't want to do that. I mean, it's you, you when you have a weakness, you don't want to go ahead and do that, that thing that's your weakness. But eventually, as God started showing me that I know you feel like weak in this area, but I really want to use you here. So you better get on board and trust me and have faith in me. And and when, I, when God started working in my life in this area, and he started having his hand here in this place of my life. All these people who knew me from before, who would now look upon my life, they would say, what happened to him? What, what happened to this guy? Like he, he could barely speak. He was so afraid of the world. Whatever. And what happened to him? And in that moment... There's an ability for them to recognize God's power. But if I was a normal kid, just as loud as my classmates, just as whatever, what is there to recognize? PD did it all on his own. That's what I would say. PD speaks in front of people. Big deal. He's always been good at that. That's what they would say. But no, today I could tell you that every time I get in front of people, it's really not me because I'm. Deep inside, I'm always a little scared because there's always this part of me that's really weak. I'm, I'm really serious. Like, I, I've, even to this day, I feel weak when I get in front of you and I get in front of people and I get, there's a part of me that's like, this is not where you're supposed to be. Get out of here, run away. You know what I mean? But what I did learn is that, yes, I feel, I feel really weak here, but, but this is actually my greatest strength because 
It is only when I feel weak that I feel compelled to grow incredibly dependent on him, on God, on the father. Because I absolutely know that if I'm going to just depend on myself, it's going to fall flat. I've tried that before. It didn't work out well. Trust me. And so I'm compelled to be dependent. I'm compelled to trust him with this area that I know I'm weak in. And then what if what will happen is, like I said, people will see there's something weird going on here because this guy is not this is not of himself. This is from somewhere else. This and in that moment, God's name is glorified, just like that blind man with Yeshua. Okay, the blind man who he healed eventually. We don't know where that blind man, what his life was like, but there were many people I can think of today even, and you can think of that were that have disabilities or some form of weakness, or they're just different. You know, I, I, I don't even like calling it a disability because it's not. You're just different. And it doesn't mean that doesn't make you less valuable. It doesn't make you. In fact, I will go and venture onto this place to say it makes you even more valuable the weaker you are in your flesh because God can use you when you're weak because he knows you're not going to depend on yourself because a man who depends on himself, God really struggles to use because he's not depending on God. And if he's not depending on God, God's power is not going to be as manifest as if this man is going to be dependent on the Lord. And so if you want to see God's power in your life, grow more dependent on him. And if you feel weak in an area, that's a natural place where you're going to feel a natural inclination to grow more dependent to God. And that naturally is going to produce the power of God if you would trust him. If you would go and step out in faith into that place you don't really want to go. Uh, you know, uh, another just another example personally, you know, before I move on to some biblical examples. Um, at school, I wasn't I wasn't the smartest kid. I really wasn't. Uh, I wasn't uh, an above average. I didn't have above average grades. And so, you know, there was the world would tell me that you're not going to amount to much in life. You're all your friends are smarter than you are. They're more talented than you are. So what are you going to do in life? You're probably just going to kind of always be at the last place. But then I realized that when, you know, yes, I'm not okay. I'm not that smart of a guy. I'm not all that. But I, don't know, I read my Bible and I was like, Lord, I'm not smart. So God, you and I really felt like this, like, God, I'm not a smart guy. I, You know, I'm not that smart. <laughs> so when I read this Bible, Lord, you're really going to need to help me understand what this is. And I grew such a dependence on the spirit of God to dissect the word for me. That the power of God started coming. And I started realizing that I started receiving revelation about things in his word that that some other people didn't always see. And I'm not I'm a boasting in me. I'm boasting in him. And, and I realized that and I was like, oh, my, wow, Lord, like I, I have I know like the moment it hits me, I know it's not for myself. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And, you know, I just like even get tears now because it's like I, I know it like it's it's always like so wonderful. I know it's him and. And I know it's because I'm just dependent and it's not of myself. And so people now who've seen me before, they know who I was. They know I wasn't the smartest kid on the block. And 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 now 
they see me be able to understand the word. Wow, Pete, you understand the word so well, um, better than you ever did schoolwork. <laughs> Why is that? And what will the answer be for the glory of God? It was God who did it. So if you if you were with me at school back then, now you know why. Okay, it's not like I just grew a bigger brain or something. It's all God, and I will always just boast in Him because I know where my help comes from. And I'm not the only one who this has happened to. In the Bible, think about Moses. I mean, this is just like crazy. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but let's just pretend like Moses was a good speaker. Because he wasn't. Right? I mean, when he was at the burning bush, he he told God, "Hey God, I'm not good at this. Get someone else to do it. Get someone else to approach Pharaoh to speak to Pharaoh to to speak to Israel to convince them to to convince Pharaoh to let God's people go to convince Israel, the children of Israel, to actually even want to leave in the first place because they didn't even want him halfway." So he he said that, but so let's pretend he was a good speaker. What would have happened? Well, he would have gotten there to that that burning bush and he would have been like, okay, I need to convince these people to go and to let Pharaoh, let them go. Oh, that's fine. I'll do that. God, no problem. I'll walk in there. I know like it'll be all right. You know, I got this. And he walks in there and he starts trying to convince Pharaoh to let Israel go. And he starts giving them all the logical reasons why. And he starts telling him that it's... You know, whatever, Moses is a smart guy, let's say, and he's a really smooth talker. You know, but if that happened, and let's just say that was even able to let Israel go, today we would look back at that and we would say, well, God wasn't the one who freed Israel. It was Moses' smooth speech and tongue. <laughs> or we would, and even if you think about it, Israel, when they were in the wilderness, they would have said, Moses, we have nothing to trust in. Like we don't have a God, a God to trust in. How do we even know God even led us out there in the first place? Because you were the one who were such a good, amazing talker with Pharaoh. You see what this problem is that we're facing now? And so we see that actually Moses's inability to speak well was one of the greatest testimonies to Israel and Pharaoh that God is the one who's doing this. That God is, God's power is manifest. Because if Moses was a good speaker, God's power could have still worked through him. Don't get me wrong. But it would have been more mundane because people would just make an excuse to say, oh, he's just a good speaker. Instead of recognizing, wow, this, there's something weird happening here. Why is, he so, why is there such power following him now? We must conclude it's God. And God gave him a staff. Think about that. He didn't. When Moses uh, said, I couldn't, can't speak, you know, God gave him a staff. Why? Because the moment that Moses came before that Red Sea and he's faced with it and the Egyptians chariots are coming and all the people are scared and screaming and afraid and they are basically thinking they're going to die. Moses He's not thinking about what he's going to say to the people because he knows he's not a good speaker. All he can do is look at, you see this, he sees this stick that's in his hand, a staff that's in his hand. And he's like, maybe I should do something with what God did give me. And he splits the sea with it. He didn't rely on himself. 
He didn't rely on his own smooth talk or maybe he, had a, he thought he was a smart guy. He didn't because he didn't thought, think so. He didn't rely on that. You see where this is going? Do you see how Moses' weakness was his greatest strength when it came to accomplishing God's callings and mission for his life? In fact, I would go as far as to venture that um, if if Moses didn't have a struggle with speaking and didn't have these weaknesses, God would have probably not even picked him and he would have picked someone else because Moses wouldn't have been able to be used by God in the same way. Think about Joseph. Joseph gained his powerful position, right? Right hand man, basically of Pharaoh. How did he do that? Was it by his own hard work and intelligence? And no. In fact, Joseph was he was lowered. He was thrown into prison. He was sold into slavery. He was all these things. He was the lowest of the low in the world at that point. And then God exalted him by a dream that he got. Who's, who's going to get the credit? God, the glory is going to God. But if Joseph could have told you, oh, I was such a smart guy, I really worked hard and and the Pharaoh saw my smartness and that's why I got the position. No one's going to pay attention to God. No one's going to see the power of God, even though the power of God's always been there. No one's going to observe it. And Joseph would tell you, I'm glad I went through all that because now God gets the glory. Uh, there are many more examples. David and Goliath. David's a small child at that point, still a young man. And he's faced with this giant. Who's going to get the glory for that one? God does. But if it was Goliath versus Goliath, no one's going to bat an eye or think that's anything special. It would have just gone down as just another war in history. And we won't be even telling the, be telling the story. We're telling the story because one of the people were weak. David was weak. He was a, he was nothing special, but he did have God. I mean, what about Paul? Paul was this man. It, the Bible says that he had a weak appearance. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 10, they say his letters are weighty and strong, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech of no account. He's got nothing special in his speech. He doesn't look like much. He's probably, a, I don't know what he looked like, maybe a, probably a really skinny, frail guy. Um, not, And he didn't have lofty speech. You know, it, it further says how Paul speaks. And he says, my speech and my message was not plausible words of wisdom, but the demonstration of spirit and power. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4. You see that he's just saying it's the spirit of God. It's the power of God. It's not by my own abilities. He understood that his weakness is not a weakness for God at all. It's his greatest strength in God's kingdom, because now he's going to trust in God's spirit all the more and, and come in fear, proclaiming the gospel. Think about Peter. Peter couldn't even lead himself. He was not a good leader. When he was uh, on earth, think about it. He he uh, denied the Messiah, right? And 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 he just he just uh, was a kind of a loose head. He kind of was he was not the ideal guy. He was a fisherman, right? Let's just say it how it is. He was not ideal. But why did God pick him as a leader? Well, because God knew that Peter's going to have to. To, to really trust him and depend on him to be used. And he did. 
And so we know that the early church couldn't have been built on the shoulders of Peter, this man, by the abilities of this man. No, we know that it was God who did it through Peter. Because there's no other way that it would have happened. All right. So, brothers and sisters, I think that we start seeing now there's this pattern in the Bible. I mean, it's actually really difficult for me to think of someone who was not weak, yet used. All right. So another example just coming to mind now is one of the last examples I'm going to mention here is, is, is Deborah. Deborah, the judge. In that culture, she was a woman and women were looked down upon in terms of authority, leadership, things like that. But that didn't stop God from using her very powerfully in this area where the world says she is actually weak. And she ended up bringing salvation in a way to Israel, saving them from their enemies. So I want to ask you this question today. What is your weakness? What is there that's been following you in your life that you've always felt has been keeping you back? Something that that the world has always told you will always keep you back. You will never be as good as someone else in this or that area. What what is it for you? Because with this thing, this is such a big deal, brothers and sisters, like such a massive deal. Because the world and the enemy they want to tell you that you have nowhere to go with that and rather just go with what you know you're good at. The only problem is, is if we only go with what we know we're good at, God usually doesn't get a lot of glory because it's such a mundane thing. Anyone can do what they're good at. It's, own, it's from their own ability because they know they can do that. But if you go where you, where you feel like you're weak, that's not mundane. That's special because that is driven by faith. And so there's a there's a split in the road here. There's an option you have. You could either go and choose to listen to the world, have fear chain you and stop you from going into any area where you feel weak. And sometimes you don't even feel like you want to go there, by the way. Or there's this area in your life where you feel weak, but you feel like God's still pulling you there for some reason. You don't know why and why he would do that, because you're weak. But then you 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 would rather choose to listen to me today and you're going to rather choose to put your faith in God with this and be like, Lord, I, I feel weak. I don't feel like I can go this way. I don't know even why you're calling me this way, because it makes no sense to me. But I'm going to put my faith in you. I'm going to be like Moses with that staff. What is up with the stick? <laughs> and I'm going to be like. I don't know why God chose a stick and why he gave me this stick or why he even picked me in the first place. But I'm going to raise it and trust him. If God can do that through a stick, he can split the sea through a stick or if he could speak through a donkey. Maybe he could use you too. In fact, it's often not anything special about us that makes him use us. It's rather the fact that we well, the most special thing is that we bow the knee, we trust him, we put faith in him. That's what God wants. A man after his own heart. And if you do that, you will see God's power move in your life in a way that's certainly not mundane. You will be an example of his glory. 
like Yeshua said that blind man was, you will be able to have a life that is a living sacrifice, a living testimony of the power of God. And that is there. There's not a lot of things more powerful than that for people around you, because that's one of the greatest witnesses that we can have in this world. So do you see now how your greatest weakness is not that much of a weakness for God's kingdom anymore? It's actually always been your most prized possession, your greatest strength, because it's the one place where, you know, that I need God. I hope that this has blessed you. Subscribe to this YouTube channel for more just like this one. And a special thank you to our partners who have made this broadcast possible. Many blessings to you. Have an amazing weekend. Shalom.